Good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night. It's Neve Brannigan here from IFL. If you're a regular listener, it's lovely to have you back. And if you're a first timer, welcome. Here on the Irish Film London podcast, we bring you all of the latest and greatest talent from Irish film, TV and animation. With recordings of live Q&As and interviews from our festivals and award ceremonies, as well as a host of brand new interviews, one of which I'm delighted to bring you today. In today's episode, I get to chat to a pal of mine, a young up-and-coming director slash actor, Michael David McKiernan. We chat about his journey with his successful short films and what's next in store for him. Here at IFL, we love supporting new up-and-coming talent, so make sure to check out Michael David's work when you're finished with us here. Before we begin, we'd just like to thank Culture Ireland and the Irish Emigrant Support Programme for their ongoing support of our work, including this podcast series. Enjoy, folks. Welcome, Michael David, to the Irish Film London podcast. We're absolutely delighted to have you on. Oh, pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. No problem at all. I want to introduce you to our listeners as one of Ireland's upcoming young filmmakers and actor. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of your many credits is your short film Halo with Swan Dive Productions that you wrote, directed and acted in. And that was shown in the 2019 Irish Film Festival London in Regent Street Cinema, which got such a great response. And since then, you've made great use out of your time isolating in 2020, making another short called How to Fall in Love in a Pandemic, which traveled to many festivals, but some of which were Galway Film Fla, Kerry International Film Festival, and then most recently Flickr Fest in Australia, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then finally, another bit of news that was released recently is that you and Michal Fleming's project Superhuman is one of the 10 finalists of the Virgin Media Screen Ireland Discovers competition and has been awarded development funding. So not a bad start to the year, I think. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations on all of that already. Uh, such an achievement so let's go right back and uh, let's chat about Halo because it was such Mm -hmm. an interesting shoot process so tell us about the idea and the development and then yeah the actual process of shooting it. Yeah so um, Halo for anyone who I guess wasn't at that Regent Street uh, screening um, is about a taxi driver who uh, is trying to protect one of his passengers from heartbreak because he has some um, in information bizarrely about her relationship that uh, she's not aware of yet and uh, it says the whole thing is said in the in the car in the taxi cab and uh, from a pretty early stage I thought that it would be a cool idea to shoot the whole thing in one take um, because I really wanted you know a sense of um, mounting tension to to go go along for the whole timeline of the film and there's something about one shot films that just builds that sense of claustrophobia more than any other technique. So um, I approached Bershi Vojnar, the DOP, uh, with that idea. And he sort of took that and ran away with it and um, did a great job. And luckily, I had some great actors who were very up for the adventure of shooting uh, a film in one take and just driving around Sandy Mount for a whole night. Um, and it was that. It was just one night. We just drove around from, I think, 10 p.m. until about 1 or 2. And... Uh, I think we had six usable takes of the film and uh, then yeah and then uh, it was just a matter of choosing which the best which was the best one. Absolutely so uh, you kind of bashed it out really you kind of just 
kept going take after take and or well one take after take and yeah just kind of yeah after the first one we we very much knew that we could do it I wasn't sure like going into the evening if we were going to be able to do this at all so it was kind of a sense of like okay just keep going if we make mistakes just keep going we might have to edit these whole this whole thing together in the end anyway so don't worry about it and then we did one and we got from beginning to end and we were like all right right on satisfying yeah for sure I mean that first take is is not great and it's very long and uh and Tony actually fell out of the car rather than just leaving the car at one point (laughs) um but uh, but after that, it was a matter of like sort of chasing the perfect or the or the best version of it. Um, once we knew we could do it, yeah. So you didn't put too much pressure on yourself at the beginning, like if it had to be edited, it had to be edited. But ideally, you wanted just the full one take, which you got. Yeah, so. that was the dream. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, amazing. That's so cool. And like, so did you run into any major problems that you didn't expect to, or kind of bumps in the road? <laughs> Literal bumps in the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, apart from in in the in the final version, there is a milk truck which passes by very near the start. And that sort of held me up for maybe three seconds longer than I would have wanted. Um, but it does create a nice sort of lighting effect when it drives by. Um, so I'll forgive it for that. But other than that, it was quite smooth sailing. And uh, and it was just a matter of choosing the best take after we'd shot the, you know, for the whole night and one thing we absolutely did not foresee maybe we should have but um we didn't think about this at all was the sort of the external lighting that would come in when you shoot at night on a road which is like uh the, the house lights that are on in the in the passing houses or the buses that are going by or the milk trucks so the take we chose was the fourth one which was shot at about half 11 at night so the last bus it was on a sunday even the last bus around dublin is is going around sandy Mount there and people's houses lights are still on and the takes after that they just didn't look as nice because there was none of those sort of incidental lighting that you get um from the city at that point mm, the traffic um, lights and everything created a really yeah. lovely yeah tone to it and they as just, well actually yeah. that's a great uh, choice of road sandy Mount. you just have your straight road <laughs> as I mean, opposed to actually worrying about because i'd say there was so much going through your head like being direct in it acting in mm-hmm. it and then also just kind of having that kind of producer head as well that you have of kind of making sure everything is good let alone driving with people in the car <laughs> safely <laughs> the focus puller is in the booth like at a shot <laughs> literally yeah um I mean there was a lot of serendipity involved in it like Bershey's at the time his studio was on St John's Road which is you know just off Sandy Mount Strand um so we could use his sort of studio as a base and then it was sort of a matter of doing a loop um, and pulling into the the whatever the petrol station is just around the corner from there. And um, yeah, the, the route that we, it was me and Michal a few weeks beforehand, just driving around Sandy Mint, mapping out the route and being like, okay, I will remember this on the day. I will remember not to take a, a miss turning. Yeah. Nice. Well, good job. No, uh, no major crashes or anything. Oh, um, actually, well, no- there was one major crash. Well, not major crash. But for, during one of the takes, I reversed into a bin oh. and uh, it just it didn't knock it over, but it did make a terrible sound, uh, which At we could have been another person. So plus uh, no. silver lining. or or a bit or a person in a bin. Yeah, very true. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> event, you know? Well, no, it was it's, it's a really, really great movie. And I think a really great kind of showcase for you as a writer, director, actor, because 
yeah, well, especially now, which you've clearly really taken the lead on, is you kind of just have to make your own work. Like if work mm. comes to you, fantastic. But at the same time, yeah, just have to be super proactive and get out there and um, and get yeah, making your the, own work. That was the whole impetus, I guess. Um, and at the time, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be any good. So I think I was saying to myself, look, worst case scenario here is the film's awful. Uh, but you know it'll look good because Bershey's doing it and I'll get a decent show reel scene out of it exactly um, yeah and best case scenario is you know it, it, it it's all right absolutely <laughs> yeah. well uh, best case scenario done but also saying I uh, staying on that same vein of making your own work um and usually I would ask how you kind of as a creative stayed creative and saying through the last year but you were very proactive and made another mm. short film um how to fall in love uh, in a pandemic which was kind of like a just kind of documentary of you and mm -hmm. Mimi's time together isolating and so how did that idea come about um well I guess yeah so I traveled to Chicago um last February when it was still okay to travel I guess mm. and uh with Halo actually it was it was to go over and watch it in the Chicago Irish Film Festival and um yeah, I went over there on my own and met Mimi um on Tinder and spent a few days together there. And then uh, she thought it would be a good idea to come over to Ireland for a few days and then sort of got stuck here. Um, and while we were stuck here for the pandemic, we just started, started recording our lives because we thought it was a just objectively a very interesting um, scenario for two people who barely knew each other to sort of be pushed together like that. Um, and the film sort of features a lot of, you know, video diaries of us chatting to camera sort of on our own in the car about it and I mean there are like there's hours of footage of in there of us talking about like the pandemic and the sort of global thing that was happening and not just our situation but when I started I was so bored there was nothing going on obviously like um there was no auditions in April or if there were I wasn't getting them <laughs> there <laughs> wasn't I can guarantee there wasn't, there wasn't. Thank you. Uh, but when I, I started pushing all these um, clips together, I was like, oh, there might be a really interesting story here. And yeah, the heart of it was definitely us. Um, and I didn't feel qualified to make any documentary about a pandemic. So uh, um, so, yeah, that's sort of how it came. It was sort of an accident, to be honest. Like we didn't start filming and say, oh, this is going to make a great mm. um, film. You know, it, it was just sort of something to do. And she's a documentary editor and shooter as well. So um yeah, we both just had the instinct to document it and maybe to have something to look back on in years to come. Exactly. That's the thing. And, and like, as I said, it is such a lovely, just literal time capsule, because even kind of at one point over the kind of first lockdown, I was journaling and I, what I was writing about, I was like, I'm sure in years to come mm. and for me or for someone to read back on this it's just gonna be so bizarre so I think to do have documented it was was really important and really special yeah. so what was the editing process like then with all of the <laughs> hours and hours of footage well I guess you 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 knew what kind of shape you wanted it to be but sort of yeah I mean I I'd never really edited before like I'm sort of like yourself I, I knew how to edit a self-tape together you know and you know, cut the tops and the the ends of it off um but I sort of just dove into it and I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. So I might as well learn how to do, do, do this. Um, and uh, I'd started when Mimi was still here. And um, as a professional documentary editor, it was very helpful to have her over my shoulder um, guiding me with that and um, teach me sort of about structure and 
sort of traditional documentary stuff. And uh, but yeah, I guess it was just hours and hours of me uh, on my own, just um, pulling it together and um, figuring out where the heart of the story was and um, what I wanted people to think about or the questions I wanted them to ask while watching it. And um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully it resonated with people whenever, whenever they watched it. Exactly. Well, it definitely did because it travelled to loads of film festivals, uh, especially the Dunboyne Film Fla, uh, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That was our our own little uh, private screening of How to Fall in Love in a Pandemic, which was fabulous. Yeah. I think that the, was the last the time, yeah, when we could all kind of be together. And it was safe to congregate and our, like the cases in Ireland were like nearly at zero for yeah, a few it weeks. it was like a lifetime ago now, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah, that was kind of our little preview to see the film. But other than that, it went to Galway, to Kerry, and it won Best Short Documentary in both of those uh, yeah. festivals, which is incredible. So did you like, did you expect it to, to go this far or to have this reaction or? No, <laughs> absolutely not at all now. Yeah. Um, no, I think like when Eve Collins is the programmer at, uh, at both of those, um, and yeah, when she um, program, programmed it for Galway, I was astounded. I, I mean, I really, I really didn't think, you know, it would, would ever see the light of day i was like galway actually extended their shorts deadline by 10 days or something back in the summer and i was sort of working on it slowly at that point i was like oh i could make that that would be a good deadline for me to um have it done by even if they even if it doesn't get accepted mm. um but yeah no the, the reception really blew me away yeah it's been it's been brilliant well i think as well that something that's really important in it um, for people to see and that probably definitely resonated with was those vulnerable moments of you and Mimi in the car kind of mm. chatting to camera about what you were feeling and you know why you were feeling the way you were or not understanding why you why you were feeling the way you were and so we're at moments where you a bit kind of anxious or hesitant to put them out or or as an actor are you just yeah well you see as actors as well you, you kind of you really have to push yourself to be super vulnerable and mm. but like that as well it's you know you're showcasing kind of what you wanted to create so it that's I think that's a really really important part of of the film yeah it was scary definitely um pre-Galway yeah when no one had seen it um very scary indeed um and I definitely had moments and conversations with friends um around that time being like oh well I just pull it like it's it's just it's too it's too much people are going to cringe and think why did he make this what why is he doing this um but I think it's mad one thing that sort of like foreshadowed the whole thing was I remember last year I uh I, I stayed up for the Oscars I, I, I love staying up for the Oscars every year and uh, I remember when Bong Joon-ho won for best director he quoted Martin Scorsese in his speech and he was like, oh, what is the most personal is the most creative. Um, and I remember like at the time, like jotting that down in my diary that night and uh, just being like, oh, that's a really good piece of advice for any art. You know, if you're in there somewhere, people will connect with it. And uh, and then like a couple of weeks later, I went over to Chicago and it sort of foreshadowed that whole experience. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just let that. And I, Yeah, I think it. that that is that's such an important kind of mantra to have because um I'd say as a writer as well you definitely connected with it because I think you could always have the want to write but sometimes you're not ready to write 
mm-hmm. and you kind of have to either go through things or come to terms with things to be able to put yourself into something or just a character to kind of make other people resonate with it so definitely I think it was a really great uh, showcase and it resonated with a lot of people so congratulations thank you very much yeah um, but after that now, starting off 2021 with some fabulous news about the Virgin Media Screen Ireland Discovers competition. Hmm. So you are doing a project now with Michal Fleming again. So Michal produced Halo, but Correct, now yeah. you're going to produce uh, Superhuman, right? Yes, from the team that brought you Halo <laughs> brings brings you this next one. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. That's brilliant. So, yeah, when when did you guys kind of sit down and start and start the process for uh, for Superhuman? Oh God, I time has sort of collapsed this year, hasn't it? I, I don't know. There was October, November when that application was due, but yeah, maybe a month before or a few weeks before, Michal, um got in touch with me and uh, uh, said he had this idea for the for the Virgin Media competition and. Uh, would I like to produce it? And I wouldn't, you know, usually think of myself as a, as a producer. Um, but I said, you know, send it over. Sure, I might give you a few notes. And when he sent, you know, the treatment that he had at the time, I, I just fell in love with it and thought, wow, if, if I can be involved in this in any, in any way, I'll, I'll jump at it. So um, uh, that's how, yeah, we just got the, got the band back together, in, in other words, and, uh, and did it, yeah. And um, it was just a few weeks of hammering out the, the application and getting a, a a provisional crew and cast attached to it and good people um to the application so yeah thank god we we got it yeah very fortunate absolutely no it's a fantastic achievement so tell me about what's the process like so you have development funding now and then Mm -hmm. down the line there's uh kind of to get full funding or what what's the process for the for the awards yeah so they've they've chosen 10 projects now to give um nine grand of development funding for um so those 10 projects will go and develop the script and then i think at the end of february we'll pitch again um around the time of uh virgin media dublin international film festival vm diff (laughs) and they'll announce two winners i think at the festival and the two winners will get 30 grand to go and and make the projects in full production so fingers crossed Uh, but we're just we're delighted to be you know included at this stage yeah Definitely. And in some really great company as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, the next step for Superhuman, you're just going to keep with the development kind of at the moment. So how did you uh, pick your crew? Is it kind of the same that you used in Halo or did you kind of see other people's work that you wanted to have on board or? Yeah, we uh, I guess it's always, I think, project dependent, you know, who would who was going to suit it best. and I can't, I can't really say too much about Superhuman because we're still developing the script. But I mean, it is about, um, it's about a, a young Leaving Cert student who, uh, who wants to play professional football, but then develops an eye condition um, called retinitis pigmentosa. That is sort of like, it, it, it blocks uh, peripheral vision. It just sort of gives you tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he's guided towards uh, Paralympic running because um, he's very fast. So uh, that's the whole... Um, sort of a synopsis of it my dog is shaking in the background I was just gonna say hi Myla hello she's gonna steal the show classic every like zoom meeting or audition she's just appeared like hello lady she's like it's my time now you're boring people Uh, I'll come and say hello (laughs) hello girl how are you Um, well that sounds really really brilliant and uh, because one of the criterias was 
they really wanted voices, other voices to be heard, kind of like that of yeah, uh, the diversity. The whole theme of it was yeah. diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So um, when Michal came to me with that, I was like, I think this suits the, the scheme really well. And it sounds like a great idea and a story that, um, yeah, should be told, definitely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Mm. So uh, do you have any other creative plans for 2021 or is that kind of just taking up all of the creative headspace at the moment? That's that's the main one. And then there's another short film that I'll be directing. Uh, I mean, it's been postponed for uh, three times now. Uh, yeah. So but hopefully next month I'll be uh, directing it and uh, it'll be making its way to festivals this year. It's from uh, the writer Clara Hart. Clara is an actor who you probably know mm -hmm. um and uh so this is her first short film that was that's funded by screen ireland's actors creator scheme and uh yeah so we're we're just waiting it's ready to go we're just waiting to do it waiting for the world to open back up again mm -hmm. that's oh, well that's brilliant well congratulations on all of your previous achievements and um, we are looking forward to everything else that's going to come from michael david <laughs> actor filmmaker, director, producer. Um, so we wish you all the luck in the world for all your future projects and we're looking forward to supporting them. So thanks for chatting to us, Andy, and uh, I hope to have you on again very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. And that's a wrap from us here today. Thank you so much to Michael David for coming on to chat to me. Something tells me this won't be the last we hear of MD, so definitely keep those eyes peeled for more from him in the future. We for one cannot wait. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Simply search for Irish Film London on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to pop over to our website to keep up to date with everything we have in store for you. And if you're enjoying your IFL experience, you can let us know by donating as we are a non-profit organisation or even just spreading the word about the work that we do would be wonderful. A final thank you to the Irish Emigrant Support Programme and Culture Ireland who've been brilliant supporters of ours for years. Gurmila Mahagut. The Irish Film London podcast is presented and produced by me, Neve Brannigan. We're edited by Owen Billcliff and our theme music is by Kevin McLeod. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you again soon. Mm -hmm.